0: waiting for the world famous buck and Deck show here we go let's not leave the house for any reason, unless of course you have a reason, and then you may leave the house. All stores are closed except those that are open. And all stores must close unless, of course, they need to stay open. This virus is deadly, but don't be afraid of it. It can only kill people who are vulnerable and also those who are not vulnerable. We should stay locked down until the virus stops infecting people. And it will only stop infecting people if enough of us get infected that we build immunity. So it is very important that we get infected and also do not get infected. I hope this cleared up any questions about what we should and should not be doing during this time, please educate your friends and family with this information so we can remove any and all confusion surrounding this time. Welcome
1: everybody to the podcast, episode number 28. I don't even know what day this is of the quarantine, of the lockdown. I've I've, I've stopped counting at this point, but welcome everybody to the podcast. Uh, Dex is with us and joining us today, Darren White from Pure Life and uh, 96.3 KOB FM. Mm -hmm. Welcome, Darren.
2: to see you yeah it's good to see
1: uh, you <laughs> dude, we can actually see you now dex i thought you were going to be super yeah. fuzzy before I, I kinda really like, yeah
3: oh good i look yeah, like we... lego man before
1: yeah no we can totally see you now
3: all right i won't move i was going to move in the living room but i'll stay right here if it's good
1: yeah just stay where you are it's fine
3: okay Go out fine. yeah go out there and
2: hang with blue be a man no <laughs>
3: <Yeah>. <laughs> he'll eat my laptop he'll
2: <laughs> only... eat more than your laptop <laughs> yeah.
1: He's a big boy. So Dex, you just got back. You were we were kind of joking because you had said you were going to go to Hawaii and we were going to do a bit where I was just going to let you go and tell everybody, yeah. that you know, not tell you that once you got to Hawaii, you're going to be quarantined for 14 days. <laughs> but uh, Where did you actually end up going?
3: Well, it's secret. I can't really talk about it. It's it's top secret. I did go to uh, a certain place um, for a couple weeks and I had a really good time. Let's just leave it at that. How did you get there? What's that?
1: How did you get there? How did you travel? On plane. On a plane.
3: So on a plane.
1: Tell everybody what it's like right now flying because I can just I, I would figure there'd be like maybe you and the pilots or something, and you just they'd let you sit in the cockpit with them.
3: Yeah. It's pretty interesting, you know. You go to the airport and it's seriously a ghost town at the airport. I mean, it's, it's the only people you really see are the people that work at the airport. Yeah. So it's super creepy. You go in there, you almost feel like you're not supposed to be there. Like it's all shut down. You're not. And when you, yeah, it's yeah. just weird. So you get to your, you get to your flight and there's probably, probably five or six people on your flight. I think the most I had on one of my stops was, uh, um, from, um, from, Reno to, or from Vegas to Reno. I think I had. I think i had 12 people on the plane Yeah, ac- so that was probably the most yeah. okay so, so do people yeah other than that it was pretty uh
1: was pretty- do they wrap themselves up in like saran wrap or what do you do what's the protocol for traveling right now because if i was traveling i would i would cover myself in saran wrap i would literally look like i belonged at an s and convention or something
3: Well, I would I would imagine that it's probably pretty safe to fly now because there's not a lot of people flying, and from what I've heard, they spray those planes down pretty well. Um, I don't know I, I haven't I haven't seen them do that, but I guess that's the protocol is uh, to spray the planes down after every flight, the inside, and so. Um, Did you take your temperature but, back. Yeah, yeah. Took my temperature. I feel fine. You know, I'm doing okay. My. Uh, I had a friend who actually went and got um got tested because he got sick, so um and he was you know he, he didn't test positive for corona so he's okay, um but uh, no I feel fine so I'm just under quarantine now for a couple weeks before I can see anybody. Yeah. So why? Well, you know, just to, just to make sure, you know. Okay. I don't want to get anybody sick. I might have it. You never know. Yeah. You know uh, what I'm, I'm saying, but you, wear, you want to wear a mask. You know that's the big thing is wearing a mask and gloves when you get on the plane.
2: Yeah. So
3: remember
2: that. Remember the Naked Gun, movie, Naked Gun movie, the body condom.
1: Oh what
2: you, yeah. <laughs> Where do, do you get one of those now?
1: Yeah. <laughs> uh, probably the Castle Superstore. I imagine that's probably if you need a body condom. Shout out <laughs> to the Castle Superstore. I don't think they're considered essential right now, so you're probably going yeah, to have to wait. So. Until, uh, they're essential right. <laughs> yeah um, the cab opens everything back up so um all right well yeah that's cool yeah. well back. i'm glad you're safe um you need to stop traveling though you're 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 risking your life
3: well you know it's for a good cause no. okay this it, this is something it i had yeah. yeah it was a good cause. yeah that's the only. we'll leave it right there it was a good cause. We'll leave- okay way. well wow. darren wow. how are you on your radio show Darren today, turn on your radio show and you weren't there. I was not there. I had the week off. Uh um, Corona, you got the Rona, didn't you? I got Can you corona. talk
1: about you Or do you have to keep it under wraps?
3: Um, I just took a week off.
1: Okay. All right. You just <laughs> needed off. some time for yourself there.
2: Yeah, no, I took a week off. And it was nice actually. Um, you know, because I still have obviously the other job too. So um I was busy. Um, we are looking at opening our Rio Rancho store very, very soon. And so the inspection is Monday. And so that's kept me pretty busy trying to get that finished.
1: How are the inspectors doing those things right now? Because I mean, so it's all video.
2: We're going to do it video. I mean, it's going to be interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So how many
1: stores will that make for Pure Life now? Eight. Eight stores?
2: Yeah. So are
1: you the largest, are you the largest, uh, uh, can I just use street terms? Are you the largest weed dealer in the state right now? Yeah.
2: Just call me El Chapo. Um, <laughs> uh, no, I don't want to be called shorty. Um, I'm actually watching that right now on Netflix. So that's why I'm, oh, yeah. Yeah. So,
1: um, you
2: no, know, ultra health has more stores. We're the second largest. Um, you know, uh, and, um, I think, Ultra Health has 20 some stores and, um, you know, we'll have 10, uh, probably within the next three or four months, we'll have 10 stores.
1: Okay, cool. Uh, yeah. Wow. Cool. Adam Martinez posted a question for you on your screen there, Darren. Yes. Can you see it?
3: Hold on. Click the, click the live comments at the top, uh, right. Eh? Oh, live comments. Yeah, there you go. That.
2: All right. And then where is it?
1: Uh, It's from Adam Martinez. I posted it up on here. He said, Ask Darren when the Clovis store opens.
2: So Clovis will be um, probably next three months. Next Next three three months. months. Yeah. That's after. So Rio Rancho, um, you know, we did Alamogordo, Rio Rancho, and then Clovis and Hobbs are next.
1: Okay. All right. Cool. Um, we have a lot of questions actually coming in for you, Darren. So, uh, <laughs> Charles, you know, Charles wants to know if you can get video prescriptions. So can somebody actually get their card without like doing it this way through like zoom or whatever they
2: will be able to, but my understanding is the state is writing the rules right now for it, but that okay. has to do more with, um, the, uh, renewal of the license, I believe. And so the answer is kind of a yes, but limited. It needs to go 100% to that to that type of a format. And I think it eventually will. Um, we run, obviously, a store called Canacare that does the evaluations. And so it would definitely right now. So everybody knows, though, what the state did, since we're not doing renewals, is they extended from March the 15th. Anybody that expired between March the 15th moving forward uh, into June, they were automatically extended. And right now the cutoff is June the 15th. And and I anticipate that the state will probably add a little bit more time to it than as well.
1: Okay. All right, cool. Uh, there's another cat on here right now named Robert Martinez. This is going to be fun. Darren, I'm a medical card holder. All I ask is for you to say, sorry for arresting me for a gram and a half and I'm next door to the Rio pure life.
2: (laughs) Uh, I arrested him for a gram.
1: Gram and a half. One day. He says, Can we please end this beef now? <laughs> I
2: apologize. You know, <laughs> I, you guys, honestly, um, I've said this publicly uh, in the newspaper. I said it on TV interviews that I did. Um, yes, I we all know I, I it was very public my my separation with Governor Johnson in nineteen ninety-nine. Um, you know, my position was not really about if you, without getting too far into it, my position and my disagreement with Governor Johnson. Governor Johnson came out for the decriminalization of marijuana in June of 1999. Right. And I stayed with Gary over that, and I told him, I said, that is a that is a conversation that we should have. Uh, but what happened is, as we kind of moved along, Gary progressively got um, to the point where he felt like, and he said publicly that all drugs should be legal. And that was in November of 1999. And you know, and Gary was somebody I had such great, and still do, I love Gary. Um, he is one of the most motivated, uh, intelligent people I know on this planet. Um, and, and so I just felt like as his secretary of public safety, I just felt like if I couldn't stand by his side on this, what became a very important initiative in his second term, um, you know, that I needed to step aside. But, um, you know, I've made it very, very clear. I was wrong uh, about, yeah. uh, about marijuana, cannabis. Um, and, um, you know, I, as I said, I'm not only uh, obviously involved in Pure Life, but I'm a patient as well. Um, you know, it, it's I've had back surgery several times. I just had my knee replaced a year ago. Um, you know, I, I beat my body up over the years. Uh, I was on a pain management program for, with prescription drugs. For many many years, uh, and and I still take them occasionally. I do, but um, yeah, I, it, it's um, you know I, it, as I said, we all change. You know, I uh, I think sometimes people get upset on my radio show because um, I'm a conservative. I am still a conservative. I'm a I'm a fiscal conservative. Uh, I believe that my 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 credo is maximum freedom through limited government, and I think governments spend way too much money. Uh, Social issues, I'm just not, that doesn't, you know, I I don't want to say I don't care about them because they're important issues that we still deal with in our nation, but um, I guess it's all like, you know, the way to describe it is uh, I'm a classic liberal. Uh, I'm more concerned about uh, uh, the economic well-being of our country than I do social issues.
1: Yeah, so let's talk about that for a little bit, because you, if if people watching right now don't know, you have a radio program uh, Monday through Friday from 1 to 3 on what used to be KOB AM, 770 KOB AM, and now you're on the Flamethrower 96.3 FM, and yeah. you, you've been covering this stuff uh, from day one. I mean, Dex and I have done the show with you before I've come in, and uh, you've been covering this, so... <clears throat> Give us your take on on what's going on with with the United States and everybody starting to get a little bit anxious about having to be having to shelter in place, because I'll, I'll tell you my opinion right now. Like I'm seeing a lot of these protests and, you know, you see these ICU nurses out there standing, you know, quietly, you know, blocking people so they can't, uh, you know, gridlock the streets and. it kind of rubs me a little bit the wrong way because I've never been a person that's just kind of a yes man and falls in line. I've always kind of been the rebel. But I think in a situation like this where we don't have a super high death toll with, with this virus. Now, I'm not saying that people aren't dying because obviously they are, but this disease is super, super contagious and it's just wreaking havoc on people's lives. You know, the government's been shut down. States are shut down businesses are shut down. What's your take on all of this, on all the protests? Just kind of give us your professional opinion as a broadcaster.
2: I, it, you know, we're, what, going six weeks into this now. Yeah. And so that it's to be expected that people are getting cabin fever. Um, you know, the thing that we know about this virus is what we don't know about the virus. Uh, you know, when it started early on, I took a lot of criticism. And I guess, you know, for five years, I was the head of emergency management for the state as well. And so I've always been from that standpoint of, you know, you prepare for the worst and you hope for the best. And and I knew early on when uh, when we started to get um, an understanding that that it was going to spread. You know, that the United States was going to get it, and the and the and the experts were pretty clear that this thing was probably going to move pretty rapidly. Now, where did we? What I think the shortcoming we've had as a country is. Um, You know, in 2005, one of my heroes of all time is George W. Bush. Um, He's just somebody I have great respect for. You know, he read a book. uh, He was at the ranch in Crawford and he read a book and it was about the Spanish flu. And he was so shaken by it that as soon as he got back to Washington, he got a hold of Fran Townsend, who was his Homeland Security uh, advisor in the White House. And he told her, we, if we have to prepare for the pandemic, once the pandemic is here, it's too late. And so he put together a bunch of people in the White House, Homeland Security, all the you know the ABCs of uh, government agencies, and they put together a playbook. And that playbook was very comprehensive. They did the funding. And, and if you look at that study, it's everything that they projected would happen in a pandem- pandemic, absolutely happened. We failed initially because we were not able to test. We were not doing surveillance testing. And surveillance testing can, because you know, the one thing that it's an invisible enemy as the president says. Yeah, that's right. But you have to be able to do this surveillance testing across the country to start to determine, okay, where are some hot spots? Where are the clusters going to form, and then tried to isolate it in those areas. And we all remember, we didn't do any testing for months. We knew it was coming. There's claims that you know the, the you know that the tests from the CDC were contaminated, and that held it up. And I think that really put us at a huge disadvantage. We're learning now that people died in the United States in February.
1: In January. Didn't somebody die in January? I read earlier.
2: Well, um, that they felt the, the first recorded fatality was in uh February 27th. Yes, that the the, the are you talking about the elderly couple in Santa Clara? Uh, I yes, mean, right. And and they believe those are in January. Uh, I, I don't know if they've officially determined that, but so but my point being is, um, the virus was in the United States and maybe at the end of January and all through February. This thing was moving across the United States. There's also now another study. I don't want to get too far in the weeds here, but there's also a study now that they did in LA County, and what they did was they did the antibody tests. Yeah. And, and if these uh, if these tests hold up, uh, it's it's likely that between forty and fifty percent of America is has been infected. Wow. And we don't even. know. So, uh, going back from long, sorry, getting back to the getting back to work. Yeah, we want our the economy. Uh, it, it's not, it's not able to sustain a complete shutdown uh, for months on end. It, 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 you know, I think that we're going to realize that there's a lot of businesses that are never going to come back. They're just not going to make it, and so we have to do things. I think um, Texas is a good example. Uh, the governor of Texas. His plan is uh, start to gradually release uh, the restrictions, but have fail safe mechanisms if they start to see things uh, a spike in infections and spike in uh, deaths that they can uh, slowly kind of take some action to try to contain it a little bit more. So, but we've got to open up. There's no question.
3: What about yeah. Grants? Uh, I was just reading today. Um, did you hear about the was the mayor of Grants here in New Mexico? He basically was, he's saying, screw at the governor has you know, with the extension Yeah, and he's opening it up. He's what, a, that, what does he, that look like for them?
2: He's a very interesting character. I don't know if you saw the video of him, but um, at, at any point, I thought the camera was going to pull back and he was going to be petting a tiger. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I can't by that. Um, he's an interesting looking character. That's all I can say. Um, yeah. I think. He's feeling the frustration of cities, municipal, especially municipalities in, in a in New Mexico, they live only on gross receipts tax, basically. And with all your businesses shut, you got no money.
3: Yeah. And yeah.
2: I think some of these cities are, are are actually understanding that they could go bankrupt.
3: But those are hot spots, right? I mean, grants is a hot spot. Well, not
2: so much it, not so much grants. Um, as it is McKinley County and San Juan County yeah. What's happening, uh, on the Navajo nation is just devastating. Right. Um, well, I,
1: I had to go out and, uh, my brother is actually stranded in New Mexico right now because he lives in Northern California and he's stuck out here and I had to go take him a bunch of supplies and stuff. And we drove right through part of the Navajo nation out there, whichever tribe happens to be out there. Um, But I guess they're just getting absolutely like decimated by the virus. Like they have curfews in place. Like you can't be on the streets after seven o'clock. I mean, it's, it's, it's crazy uh, on the reservations right now. What's happening.
2: I had the president of the Navajo Nation, Jonathan Ness on the show and they were doing, and I think this is the third week in a row that they're doing it. They shut down Friday night at eight o'clock and the quarantine lasts until Monday morning. And you can't nobody, you can't even come out of your house. Yeah. Um, yeah. But if you look at, um, if you look at New Mexico, those daily totals that we get at four o'clock uh, every day, um, you know, the large majority of those cases, those new cases are coming from McKinley and they're coming from San Juan County. So, um, you know, 40% of the households on the Navajo nation don't have water. They don't have running water. And so, Think about everything we've learned from the very beginning of this virus. Everything we were told was wash your hands. Yeah. right? First line of defense. What if you don't have running water? What if you don't have adequate to, uh, access to adequate health care like they do on the nation? And so um, I, I, I'm, I'm saddened by it, but I'm actually not surprised by it because of the conditions and and what the folks are dealing, and as I said, it's just devastating. And you hope post Corona, you know, that maybe we start to pay a little bit more attention of some of the some of the um, what life is like uh, on the nation and and for all of our tribes and pueblos because those those folks are suffering and it's horrible. Governor Richardson is um, I had him on the show as well. He's raising money. Um, uh, he's trying to do whatever he can uh, to get needed resources. There's a lot of folks stepping up right now. And believe me, it's all it's all needed.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me. Thanks. So, what what has your business been like as far as as you know, pure life stuff? Like, how has that been going? Because fortunately, you guys were able to stay open. They they called you um, uh, essential, which is good. And uh, what, what's business been for you, like for you guys? Have you started doing? I've heard that you guys are allowed to deliver now. Is that correct?
2: We are. We're not we're, we're currently not having to do it because our curbside delivery is very successful. That's working very, very well. Um, but um, so when it first happened, uh, when when everybody was knew that the governor was going to have to take steps and there were going to be restrictions, nobody knew what that meant. And so that's when we were seeing the run on the toilet paper and all of some of the other the nonsense that we dealt with early on. There was um we could see that um the request the 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 amount that people were purchasing was going up. no yeah. question. And that lasted for about a week or ten days. And then when the 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 first when the governor issued her first public health emergency and the uh, all the producers and the dispensaries were allowed to stay open, then it kind of leveled off. and And that's really where it has been we haven't seen, uh, we've seen probably a slight dip, if anything. Um, but, you know, the, as I said, we're doing curbside delivery. We, um, we've we restricted our hours. We're only open out eight hours a day. We've put in the sneeze guards. Um, you know, everybody wears, we have masks, they have plenty of hand sanitizer, um, you know, and so, um, you know, it, it's going, and I'm glad that they did, um, because this is you know, there's a lot of our the patients. The number one condition is PTSD, and those are yeah. people who are suffering from anxiety, and, and and this is stressful for people. Um, I, don't, I mean, that's you know, I know Captain, obvious it is stressful. Um, and so for a lot of people, um, you know, it, it's it, it um they need their medicine. They have to have their yep. medicine. And <clears throat> and why the hell should we be treat, treated differently than a Walgreens um, yeah. or anybody else? And so. Um, we're, we're grateful that we're able to, to, to provide that. Um, I worry about our employees every single day. Um, you know, I, I don't even want to say it. You know, we, it's, we've been—we're grateful for how it has been, <laughs> and, and um, but we're taking every precaution that we can. Um, we're trying to do things for them. We buy their—we buy their—we buy their lunch every day. I mean, we're trying to do things to, to let them know that we appreciate what they're doing. Uh, but we know that there's 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 stress not only for them and for their families um but but they're out there every single day doing it and i i am incredibly proud of them and and feel blessed to be associated with some of the folks that are just out there regardless yeah. of what it is i mean it's you know the first responders um you know the healthcare workers all of them
3: yeah, yeah. the the people that uh, bag your groceries they're the new yeah. first responders <laughs> They're the new heroes out there and, and be you know nice it's, to them. Please be nice I, to them. Yeah, it's it's I, uh, I have so much love and respect for anybody right now that's gonna put themselves out there and, and and they're they're on the battlefield, you know, that's what it is. This is a war that's going on, and they're putting themselves out in out in the battlefield. Absolutely. And uh, uh, I have a lot of respect for that.
2: Yeah, it, it's um I mean think I mean you know there's times when you um you know when I, I I go out in the morning to go to work, and you take a look around and you're like, what what is happening? What's yeah. going on? This doesn't seem real.
3: Feels like a movie almost. Yeah. You know? Yeah.
2: It's just surreal at times. Um, yeah. But the one thing you know, it, it, and I always have to think about because I do know frustrations are are starting to to, to mount. Uh, that people are getting restless. Um, they're 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 concerned. I mean. Um, business owners. I I, I mean, are we going to be able to make it? I mean, are we going to be able, you know, these loans are coming out and it's helping people, but long-term, what does it mean for their business? And so, you know, I'm hopeful that, um, you know, I think that the numbers, I think the governor did a good job of shutting it down. I think she did it fast. Um, You know, the one thing too, is that, you know, the, the, the thing you also get asked all the time is, well, did she go too far? Didn't she do too much? You know, why is the florist not open, but they can sell flowers at Smith's? And I think those are all legitimate questions. And the one thing that I've said is, and and again, going back to my emergency management experience, when this is done, you know, after 9-11, we did what was called the 9-11 commission. And that was to evaluate um, everything that happened leading up to the attack. And then how did we respond uh, not just from obviously the first responders but economically all of those things and, and i think it, it it makes sense that we do the same thing here because you know it, it, we have it, it's not if this happens again the next when is the next outbreak not if we get an outbreak again um and i'm gonna tell you guys there's things that um you know in my career in public service i'm just we 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 didn't we were not as prepared as we should have been for this for this virus. We just weren't. Yeah. And, that's not a, and, it's, and I'm not trying to make this a political statement because I'm not. I'm just saying as a nation, because believe me, everything, the politics, the, the, it's such a poisonous environment. You know, we're so divided. Uh, and, and everybody just wants to make everything about politics. And, and you know what? There'll be a time for that right now. People are hurting. People are dying. You know, I, I, it, it's back you when know, I grew up in New York, and it's bad back there. I mean, it's just bad back there. And, you know, today, 50,000 people, um, we learned 50,000 people have lost their life to this. It's serious. It's very contagious. Um, but at the end of the day, we we don't – there's a lot we don't know about this damn virus.
1: Yeah. So let me <clears throat> let me ask you this question. So one of the things that just kind of rubs me a little bit the wrong way it, are, are when the people – they start these protests. And now I understand part of being an American is that we have the right to get out there and we can protest and we can demonstrate. And that's part of the beauty of being an American citizen. Right. But one of the things that just, it's, it kind of rubs me the wrong way is if people are starting to come out and they're talking about, you're taking away our freedoms. This is turning into an oligarchy. Uh, you know, just, just all the bullshit that you're hearing from people. And it's like, it almost seems like, people can't see the forest through the trees. Do you, yeah. do you what I'm saying? It's like, they can't understand. They can't recognize that there's something bigger than themselves going on. And it's not just, you know, in the United States, this is globally, this, this thing is happening globally.
3: So, so it's bad information, right? It's because yeah. there's so much information out there right now. It's, and think about it. We're all sheep. You know, yeah. most of us just want to be one of the cool guys and we want to follow and, you know, we want to be a part of something. And I think there's so much bad information out there right now. That's why you see so many people going out and deciding, oh, let's go protest. You know, yeah. in a time when there's a virus that's killing people, because well, people are doing it.
2: I, I will say that at the risk of not trying to make it too political, there's something else that 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 currently is taking place that affects this. And that is in seven months we have an election for the president of the United States.
3: Yeah. Right.
2: So if you look at many, and, and I'm yeah. online, and I look, many of the protests, they're, 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 they're very, they're political leanings to them. Um, and and I get it. You know, I, I understand. It. I've been involved in politics for 30 years. But, um, you know, it, 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 I think the thing that's heartbreaking is that after – you know, uh, 9-11, we did come together as a nation and we worked together as a nation to try to, uh, you know, bounce back. We knew we would, but we're not doing that here. I mean, this is an absolute, uh, I I think that's been the most disheartening thing about it is that everything has been drawn along political lines. And and that's unfortunate. Look, I respect somebody's right to go out and say, I'm sick and tired of this and I want to go back to work. And um, and I think it's a legitimate question to say, what did we should you know when did we shut down, what did we shut down, and should we have done it that way? Those are legitimate questions to have. What we call an after-action report, go from A to Z and look at everything that was done, and, and and say, look, you know, these are maybe some of the things that we can do differently. Um, you know, but I I don't think there's any question whatsoever that we know the virus. Uh, is very very contagious and i think the governor should get a lot of credit for moving quickly and shutting down and i think that um those quick actions have saved lives there's no question in my mind um that that she was able to curve uh, flatten the curve it, it took a little bit of time um you know we have not uh you know there were there were some predictions at 100 200,000 people the earlier in the week the president said you know they thought a million 2 million people are going to die. You know, I don't know what those numbers really are, uh, but I think it's safe to say that, you know, a lot of people, um, had we done nothing as a nation, uh, more people would have died than, than I, I care to mention or you care to mention. And yeah. so credit where credit is due, um, you know, now after the fact and when this thing goes away, if it ever goes away, um, you know, we can have a discussion about if it happens next time, you know, you know, do I do again. But you're a great example. Uh, why close down the liquor stores that will take off some of the demand of the group of a Smith's? Not as people have to go to the Smith's. If you have growth, if you have the liquor stores open the florist, Uh you know, I, I get that. Those are legitimate conversations to have. Um, and there's there's enough to look at when we're done to to say this is where we did good. Uh, and this is where we can do better next time.
1: Yeah, one of the things I <clears throat> I agree with what you're saying. I mean, there are a ton of intimate questions out there. Uh, being, so I'm a partner in bars downtown in a liquor store. Everybody knows that. And when the governor came out and said that they were closing down liquor stores, they said it was to help social help with social distancing and help to stop the spread of the coronavirus. But it doesn't make any sense because when you look at a situation like that, let's just look at a liquor store, for instance, a, a mom and pop liquor store like we are downtown. We have an easier chance and an easier way to manage the number of people that come through that door versus a large scale grocery store like a Smith's or an Albertson's or what, 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 whatever. You know, we can actually control that a little better. So I agree with you 100%. There are a ton of legitimate questions out there as to why are these things happening? Why are these businesses having to close? It it totally makes sense. And I get that it's reactionary because people are freaked out. People are scared and they're freaked out and they're anxious. And, you know, the governor's, she's just a person like we are. She puts her pants on one leg at a time. You know, I mean, politicians, they're just people. And this is a very reactionary time that we're living in. And what we're seeing are are our, our leaders reacting to this situation that's happening?
2: Yeah, and, and I think they're trying, to, and they're trying to do the best they can with the information that they have. Um, you know, I, I and I people say, you know, why did the president come out and say, you know, that one to two million people were going to die, and we need to take all of these restrictions? Because that was the information that he was being provided at the time, and I think right. he was trying to make decisions based on the data that you know he, he was provided and so and i think they're all that nobody nobody wants to, there's, if there's anybody in this country that is thinks that the governor or any governor wants this state to be shut down look at we're taking it's not only are we getting kicked in the gut because of covid 19 but then you chuck on top of it the oil and gas industry crisis yeah. i mean you know we could be tent our, our budget is seven billion dollars we could be potentially looking at a seven billion dollar shortfall and having worked in government as long as I did, I can tell you guys, that means a lot of people in government are going to lose their jobs, too. Uh, there's yeah. no way to, to cut that type of money from the budget um, and think that people aren't going to lose their jobs. Hey, guys, you do me a favor. Will you answer Kathy's question and tell her yes?
3: Yeah, I, um, I wanted to talk Kathy, about that for a second. Not do that. I just,
1: I, people are doing this and it popped up yeah. on CNN this afternoon. Do not inject yourself with Lysol, people. That's a bad idea.
3: Darren, I have yeah. a question. Do you yeah. think, think President Trump is trying to thin the herd? By, okay. by saying stupid things like this, do you think he yeah. has an actual plan to thin all the stupidity? <laughs> okay. All the people that are dumb, he's just trying to thin the herd? Because he knows, first of all, if that, knows if that they're going to the do it.
1: If that's the case, the three of us would be dead right now.
3: Yeah. Look, um...
2: <laughs> yeah, I true. Think, you know, like, you know and, and the man never ceases to amaze you with some of the things things that he says um I will I will say this there are things that the president did that he deserves credit for there are things that he did that I have questions about but I think the one thing the president needs to do is he needs to shut the F up he needs to be quiet he yeah he needs to take the advice from people like dr fauci he needs to take he, uh, doc, Dr. Birx, uh the experts. But that was, I, I mean, that is like, when I watched that, I, I thought to myself, how can this man, I, does he think that's funny? No. I think he wants, he I think he gets criticized so much for people th- thinking that he's not very bright, um, that he tries to sometimes come out with things where he's like, you know, I, uh, we're going to inject you with light. Um, and maybe we can inject you with a disinfectant. Um, I don't know, I just don't know. Um, but I just know it's wholly irresponsible for the president of the United States to make some of the comments that he makes and, and he yeah. shut the hell up. I mean, because yeah. people will go, Well, Jesus, the president told me that it's okay, break out the Lysol.
3: <laughs>
2: I mean, it, it's, it, it's, I don't get it. I don't, I didn't vote for him. I didn't vote for president Trump. I am a, I am a conservative. I don't know if I'm a Republican anymore because I, I don't, um, I'm, I'm a conservative. Yeah. And, um, I don't know what he's doing. I don't know what he's doing. I have no idea. Um, if I, it, it you know, if you, anybody that wants to try to jump in the man's brain, but I will tell you this for the sake of the nation, uh, and and, uh, you know, and he said today that oh, I was just being sarcastic. Well, I got news for you, Mr. President. We are in the midst of a global pandemic, a a national health emergency where tens of thousands of Americans are dying. And, and the thing you have to understand, this is a horrible death. They're alone yeah. when they die in these hospitals. And Covid nineteen has one goal and one goal only. It is to take over your body. And suck every bit of oxygen out of your lungs until you die. It basically, yeah, kills you that way. Yeah. yeah. Why are
3: you it's creepy
2: about this? And why are you being sarcastic? I don't think he's being sarcastic. I think it's just he. he I think he thinks he's, you know, he ma- he made the comment once that he's a he's an extremely stable genius. Maybe he is. I don't know.
3: Yeah, he might be. Anyway. <laughs> Maybe but. we're just all idiots. <laughs> Thanks, Kathy.
1: He's, a, he's, definitely, he's definitely a narcissist, that's for sure. I mean, you know, mm-hmm. he's never wrong, and it's always other people's fault. And and he talks about things that he shouldn't talk about. I mean, I know a lot about a little. you know, Or I should say, let me rephrase that. I know a little about a lot, and I'm by far an ex. I'm, I'm not an expert in anything, you know. And you're right. Some of the things that come out of his mouth, when he's standing up there with like, Two world-renowned doctors, and he's basically giving medical advice. You know, he he does need to stop that. You're right.
2: It's the same thing with the hydroxychloroquine. It's the same yeah. thing. You know, it wasn't tested. There was a possibility it was a malaria drug, um, and, and you know, and there was a possibility. Um, but you know, he comes out, and I, I I honestly believe this. I think he liked to talk about it because he was able to say hydroxychloroquine. Because remember, he, but he would say. What do you got to lose? Go ahead and try it. It's okay. And now the CDC, the FDA, they've all had to come out now in the last couple of days and say, guys, it's actually killing people. Don't take it. Yeah. yeah. It's not, I don't, I need, here's what I need the the United States to do. I need the president to reassure us. He needs to come out and give us the information and reassure the nation that we're going to be okay. These press briefings have become—I I don't know—they've just. I, I think he misses his rallies, and he sees it. I mean, the guy comes out and talks on Twitter about how great his press briefing briefing ratings are—that they're better than the Bachelor. So, I don't know. <laughs>
1: I mean, you know what he's doing. I mean, all he's doing is campaigning. That's exactly what these daily coronavirus press briefings are, because there are certain rules in place for broadcast during political seasons. You know, I'm sure you probably know this, right? Everybody has to get equal amounts of time right. with, with being on air. If they're going to be on a certain network, then the, the opponent of this person has to be granted the exact same opportunity. And he's totally just trying to use this to get himself reelected. He's because on every day. He's on every single day, you know, Joe Biden has basically, at this point, kind of become a ghost. I mean, you don't really see oh, the memes.
3: Thing. The Joe Biden memes are amazing, by the way.
2: Yeah. He walked. He walked out of the briefing today because he was upset that the reporters were asking him questions about Lysol. Um, and so he walked out. To, Lysol. But, but you know, guys, in, on that, that's what I'm saying. It's like these, you know. Remember the old? Um, it was I think it was Paul Begala that said, "Never let a good emergency go to waste." Right. And what he was saying is, it's an opportunity for leaders to show what they're made of, uh, and, and um, you know. And I always said this, even to Gary, when I was with Gary. You know, uh, these emergencies that we deal with, whether it's forest fires or you know floods or a global pandemic, um, they're test moments for gov- for presidents, for governors, for all of our public officials, and it's an opportunity for them to show that the nation, in this case, the president an opportunity to show the nation that he's there to reassure us. He's got uh, he's got the professional people behind him doing what they need to be doing um, to make sure that we're going to be okay. And, um, you know, unfortunately that's not really what we've been seeing. Um, We just haven't. I I think, as I said, I think it's an opportunity for him to use it as kind of like he talks about the, the craziest things at these briefings. I mean, it's just, and, and I'm like, where the hell did that come from? Focus, man, just focus. Focus on COVID-19. Your response, yeah. anybody that asks you a question about something asinine is to say, look, right now, we're going to focus on COVID-19. Uh, that's the most important issue uh, confronting our nation. And, and we'll have another time to deal with those issues. But right now, please ask me questions about COVID-19. You know, yeah. you know hey, not know.
1: Real quick, Sarah, uh, somebody just posted a question. They said, why is this Trump bashing? We can get this on any newscast or social platform. We're not bashing anybody. We're not bashing President Trump. We're just talking about what's going on. If, you know, you feel free to take off and, I don't know, go turn on cartoons or something.
2: Oh. Yeah. I I mean, you know, if you, um, everybody knows, I, I don't. Have a velvet painting of President Trump wearing angel wings over my bed. I, I
3: don't, don't know about that. I, because I don't like, know about that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know if I believe you. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I, I by two.
3: Because
2: again, I, I, I've changed a little bit, I guess, and maybe that was brought on a lot by the president, but I consider myself to be like. Very independent, and um, you know, I'm sorry that there are things that I thought. Like I said, president has done things right, and, and he should be commended for that. But but this this atmosphere where if you even question anything that the president of the United States has done, um, then you know you are you're the Antichrist, and you're just a Trump hater and a never Trumper. Um, no, I mean it's it's it, you know when you talk about it's one of the things that makes the United States so great. It's what you know. You know, my father went to World War II over. It's like we get to call into question our political sure. leaders, um, and and we all don't have to be fans of the president or the governor or anything. As I said, I may disagree with the protesters right now. Some of them, yeah, respect their right to challenge our sure. officials, and they should. And as I said, let, let me just you know what. Let me just throw this out there. Could you imagine if Barack Obama went out there and said, you know, H1N1, wow, that was crazy. <laughs> H1N1, is, Jealous. H1N1 is a horrible virus. I don't know why. Yeah. I um, and I think you should inject yourself with Lysol. Yeah. You should inject yourself with Lysol. I, that might work. We should test that. Do you know what the Republicans would do? They'd set themselves on fire. They would yeah. be screaming at the top of their lungs that this man is wholly unfit for office. Yeah. And so, stop with the hypocrisy. You know what? You challenged President Obama. I pres—I challenged President Obama and some of the things that he did. And, and why can't I do that now with President Trump and, and, and be considered un-American because I do it? yeah sorry
3: but, are you gonna got get a haircut some... anytime soon um darren
2: no, i'm going for the gary busey as Ricky <laughs> yeah.
3: well, i've already i've
1: already told darren i've got him i've got him taken care of if he doesn't want a haircut i've got him i've got him covered so
2: um you know my oldest has a ponytail so maybe i'll there you I'm go. not gonna do that <laughs> the man bun the man yeah. bun
1: so, I want to read something to you guys. Uh, I talked to a gentleman last night. Everybody knows that I vape, and I've been getting a lot of shit about vaping. And I want to read you something. I actually talked to the man who produces the, the juice that I use in my, in my e cigarette. Uh, he's in Austin, Texas. We had a conversation last night, and uh, he was talking about this study. And so, I want to read this, I want to read something to you. Nicotine could protect people from contracting the coronavirus, according. Cut
3: his, to Cut his uh,
1: Let me go ahead and mute you real quick, Dex. But you um,
3: can't mute me. I,
1: I can mute you. Let me just go ahead and uh, mute Cut you. Real quick. There we go. You're muted. Uh, wow. Could protect people from contracting the coronavirus, according to a new research in France, where further trials are planned to test whether the substance could be used to prevent. Or treat the deadly deadly illness. The findings come after researchers at a top Paris hospital examined 343 coronavirus patients with (laughs) 139 infected people.
3: Bullshit.
1: (laughs) Bullshit. How did you? Let me hold on. Let me just do this. I'm
2: still reading this.
1: Oh my God. Here we go. Hold on. Here's the interesting part about this. The research. Echoed similar that's findings that's published that's in the that's New that's England that's Journal of Medicine. Conducted that's by Marlborough? <laughs> what? What'd you
2: say? It was funded by Marlborough. It
1: wasn't funded by Marlborough. All, All right, right, Dex, you're back. Be quiet. I'm just reading you what is said here, okay? Uh-huh. Uh, the research echoed similar findings published in the New England Journal of Medicine last month that suggested. That 12.6% of a, a thousand people infected in China were smokers. That was a much lower figure than the number of regular smokers in China's general population, about 26%. So the theory is that nicotine could adhere to the cell receptors, therefore blocking the virus from entering cells and spreading to the body, according to renowned neurobiologist Jean Pierre Chabneau.
3: You just keep vaping, bro. Just keep, you're gonna keep doing it anyway. So.
1: Well, why are you my balls? I'm just, I, it's yeah. good news. We we'll always do some no,
3: corona news. Enjoy. Yeah. Just keep sucking down that vape juice, man. Keep going. Yeah. You guys do. I,
2: it I, like, it was only like five minutes ago we were bashing the president for Lysol.
1: <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, I'm just reading the news. That's all. You know You're what? this the
2: will
1: news. On CNN and Fox tomorrow. Okay. I'm sure it probably will be.
2: So, you know, Lysol put out this morning that don't inject yourself with Lysol. It's not going to work and it and it'll probably kill you. And so I guess, you know, for yeah. responsible, we should say, uh, don't listen to what Buck just said. Um, Lighten up a Marlboro is not going to make you.
1: <laughs> lucky said lucky strike versus COVID-19. <laughs>
2: yeah, that's right. funny. That's
1: that is funny. funny. Um, okay. So I'm going to kill you last. Let, let, let's talk about something that's probably going to make gla- Dex's eyes glaze over a little bit, but uh, this Go is on. something every year, this time of the year, the NFL draft is actually happening right now as we speak. The first round is over, and one of the big questions that was being asked of everybody, where is Tua going to land from Alabama? So, Darren, are you keeping up with the NFL draft at all? Are you watching this?
2: Man, guys, I want to tell you something. I, I watched, I would always watch the first two days religiously and a lot of the third. And I turned it on and the whole thing, I just felt like um, I I didn't want to be in their houses that way. <laughs> I just was uncomfortable yeah. with it. It just, and I didn't, I didn't watch it. I didn't get to boo the commission either.
1: Yeah. Well, the first round, everybody knew, everybody was speculating that Joe Burrow was going to go first, the quarterback from LSU, and that is what happened exactly. He went to the Bengals. Um, Badass. Redskins, with their second pick, took Chase Young from Ohio State. Um, He's an edge rusher. The Lions took uh, a cornerback from Ohio State. Number four was the Giants. They took a tackle uh, from Georgia. And Tua from Alabama – with the fifth pick landed with the Miami Dolphins.
2: Yeah.
1: So Tua ended up with the Miami Dolphins.
2: The Finn. He's now
1: up yep. there. You know what's you know, so funny is he was the second quarterback to go over Justin Abair from Oregon. The Chargers actually ended up with Justin Abair, which I think is, you know, with Tua's health issues, I didn't.
2: I'm trying to <laughs> wake up Dex.
1: Huh? <laughs> I'm, I'm, trying to up.
2: I'm trying to wake up
1: Dex.
3: Oh, wait, right, that way. Yeah.
1: I told you his, his eyes were gonna glaze over.
3: So. Okay, let me ask you a question. What happens if uh the NFL doesn't happen this this year? Wait, what is, wait, wait, stop one second.
1: What
2: are you laying on the bed and kicking your feet like a 15 year old girl? Maybe.
1: Oh my gosh. God. Maybe You're watching. Look, look, he's got the moustache. He's laying there. <laughs> his
3: feet. Kathy, send in blue. No, don't <laughs> send him blue. He'll keep me. He missed you. He'll bite my toes. He wants to see you. No, he doesn't. He's like, he
1: doesn't.
2: where's Dex? <laughs> <laughs>
1: That's funny. Stop
3: yeah. moving your feet like that. You are freaking me out. <laughs> <laughs> Answer my question. What are you guys going to do if the NFL doesn't uh, doesn't happen? Is America going to fall apart?
1: <laughs> yeah. Um. What's your prediction on that, Darren? Like I've always I've I've said when all this stuff started, I no figured point. we were probably six to eight weeks before things started to start to normalize again. And mm-hmm. right now we're at the six week it's
2: gonna I'm happen. Still, like, they're I'm gonna, still, yeah. I'm
1: gonna stick you. Know,
2: it's not gonna be in stadiums with fans. It's not. Um that isn't gonna happen. Um you know, but yes, I think as a nation, we're going to be so desperately in need. Uh, and what the hell is ESPN going to do um, if they don't start getting some more sports? So it's coming. We're going to get it. And um, But I just don't think there'll be fans. I don't think there'll be fans in stadiums of 60,000, 70,000 people. Yeah. Maybe to the end of 21.
1: Yeah you think you think that's how long it'll go
2: for the big for the big crowds concerts big giant concerts it's going to be a while yeah. we're going to to you know um you know like i said even the the ufc and dana with his fight island um you know that's that that's just going to be but you know what i think we're all accustomed to things just being weird um and, and you know football without fans okay i mean that's it that'll suck a little bit but um, we're just going to be grateful to watch the games. Who, gives it, who cares about the fans anyway? I mean, it's so. Yeah. I, I think we'll have football. Um, I don't know if you know they talk about trying to structure it in such a way that they play in certain stadiums. I, I think football will be around. I think we're going to have football in the fall, but I do not think there'll be fans uh, for the entire year.
3: Yeah.
1: Yeah. Have
2: uh, you guys well, uh,
3: have you had a chance to watch the new uh, Michael Jordan documentary, The Last Dance?
2: Mm-mm. I'm watching El Chapo right now. Oh I really what's
1: that? Are you watching El Chapo or Narcos?
2: I already watched Narcos. Now I'm watching El Chapo. Oh,
3: okay. There's a, there's a lot of those on El Chapo.
2: Yeah, movies and seasons I I'm just I'm just finishing it up. What what else have you guys been watching?
3: Um let's see. Um let's see. Uh I mean, The Last Dance, you guys need to watch the new Michael Jordan documentary. It's it's incredible. It's one of the greatest documentaries I've ever watched. It really is. Better than Tiger King. I mean, it's completely different, but... Tiger
1: King was not a great documentary. It was just entertaining.
3: You watch your mouth. You watch your mouth.
1: What was the documentary about Dr. Dre? What was that one called? That was a great documentary. Uh, That was a great documentary. Um... You know,
2: Michael Jordan is the greatest—not just basketball player. I think he's right up there with Muhammad Ali and a couple. He's the greatest, one of the greatest oh, yeah. athletes of all time.
3: Oh, and yeah. that's what this documentary is all about. It just showcases the type of human being Michael Jordan was. He just wasn't a great athlete. This guy was so humble, and he was the greatest team player ever. I mean, and it it brings back so many memories. You know, from you know when I was. I was a kid in the 80s. So it was like, oh my gosh, I forgot about this. And then just hearing about all the drama that the ball the bulls went through, I was like, holy cow, it went that deep. It's wow, it's crazy. Man. I love it's Michael good.
2: Jordan. Oh, yeah. You know, I'm yeah. a Knicks fan. i am always been a Knicks fan. I'll always be a Knicks fan because I like pain, because I'm a Giants fan. I, I like pain. Um, but Michael Jordan was just so amazing to watch all the time. Yeah. Yeah. So I will
3: watch that.
1: Yeah. I just, uh, <clears throat> this last weekend, they had the season finale of Better Call Saul that came on. Yeah. And uh, this last season of Better Call Saul was easily comparable to the best don't season of Breaking Bad. Don't you say it. Don't. Say it. Did you watch, have you seen this season? No. I stopped. Watching. You, do you watch Better Call Saul at all?
2: I, I don't know. Maybe Ask Cat three seasons and then stopped.
1: This last season, no shit, is as good as Breaking Bad. As like, if you take the best season of Breaking Bad, I would put this season up against it any day.
2: You shut yeah. your dirty mouth. Shut your dirty mouth.
1: I'm telling you, uh, you you gotta trust me on this. You've gotta right. trust me on this. All right.
3: What did you say with Ozark? Is that what you said, Ozark? Ozark. Or better Call Saul. Better, better Call Saul. Saul. Oh. He said Better
2: Call Saul. This last season has been just as good as any season of Breaking Bad. Bullshit. I'm calling it. Dex, have you seen
1: it?
3: No, I fell off.
1: Okay. Well, then you
2: can't can't
3: speak
0: to
1: it then. I fell off. we will start telling people to fucking inject Lysol into their veins Mm -hmm. unless you've seen it and you know you can't speak to it, Dex.
0: (laughs) Okay.
3: Good call. (laughs) You know what? (laughs) Just didn't do it uh, another series another series you guys need to watch that just hit netflix and this series has been out a couple years i think uh waco uh waco no, don't would, care you know, it's good don't, man don't it's care. real good don't yeah you know um, david koresh the cult david what koresh. what's that is it about david koresh yeah oh yeah all right i'm ready. really good it's on it's on netflix i'm
2: writing that down waco
1: Way go. W A Y C O
3: Have you guys been watching uh married at first sight or 90 Day Fiance?
1: No, no, all right, I'm taking you off now. <laughs> all right, there we go. There now he's gonna start talking about the bachelor and you know, I, I just like to apologize to everybody for that. So
2: and, and wait a second, let's see his feed again.
1: Oh, he's back now.
3: You don't have something on. Jesus. They're twinkle toes. I got twinkle toes.
1: Blue, go bite him. No. Whoa, what is that? Does anybody know who Blue is? He clapping? What is that? I don't know. I have no idea. Well, I thought it was you. It's Dex i not doing you.
3: anything. The Russian. Let's see. It's the Russian. No, I guess it is Dex. It is not me. I'm not doing anything. Let's see what's going on here.
2: <laughs> I swear, you just look like you're talking to your girlfriends.
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> you're kidding! Oh my god! Oh my gosh! What are you doing later? Oh my god! Your kick your feet back and forth. Oh, you're... <laughs> Oh, he did not say that.
1: Oh, Dex, man. you got a question. Come on. <laughs>
3: ah? What? Can you guys touch on Dex's firefighting preparation? What would you guys like to know about my firefighter preparation?
1: I don't know. What are you doing?
3: Um. Well, let's see. I'm just working out a lot. Um, uh, school starts back up on May, f- middle of May, May 15th.
1: So, so- how many credits do you have now? How many? Do you, how many are you lacking?
3: Uh, uh, 15? 13. Uh, I gotta get 13 done. You gotta be so able you, to,
1: you've got two completed.
3: Yeah, well, I got three completed.
1: Three completed, okay. Three yeah. courses, uh, no, uh, not, not three courses, three credit hours.
2: Oh, so you're on track. I'm
3: on track, sure.
1: Well,
2: okay, yeah, I live right there. Sure.
3: yeah. <laughs> so we got that coming up and uh no it's just trying to work out without getting injured you know that's that's my big thing don't go too crazy and um just try to eat healthy and just go running every day you know trying to get strong i'm 40 so it's like i gotta be careful man i can get injured real quick
1: yeah tell me about
3: it um i'm 40 that's old you kidding me (laughs) whatever dude. Oh, let's play. oh I All forgot. Right. You guys are, you guys are a lot older than me. I forgot about that.
1: We're more seasoned than you are. Yes, we are.
2: <laughs> That's true. Now, we also don't lay on our bed on our bellies, kicking our feet back and forth. Yeah. Like, uh,
3: hey, it's t- very girl. comfortable. Okay. It's very comfortable.
1: All right. So I've, I've got 10 stories here, 10 quick stories. I'm going to read you guys real quick. This is called coronavirus. Good news. Uh, number one, a lot of doctors are worried they'll bring home the coronavirus, so RV owners have been lending their vehicles out through a Facebook group called RVs for MDs. Nice. That's cool.
3: That is cool.
2: That's very cool.
1: Number two, dairy farmers have had to dump out extra milk they can't sell, so public's grocery stores are now buying it from them and donating it, uh, donating it to food banks. Also, Walmart just teamed up with Nextdoor on a program called Neighbors Helping Neighbors, that makes it easier to see if anybody in your community needs help with the grocery run. That's good. Uh, number three, the online bank Ally announced their forgiving overdraft debt so customers can get their entire twelve hundred dollar stimulus payment. Good for hey, you, are guys. we
3: gonna get another Trump check? Have you heard anything about that? I, I don't know. I, I don't know. No, nope. sure. no more Trump checks.
1: Yeah. Don't just don't derail me though.
3: Uh, you know, people are curious. Um, <clears throat>
1: Number four, a small family-owned grocery store near Toronto caught a guy stealing food the other day, but instead of calling the cops, they sent him off with full bags of groceries. Good for them. Number five, hundreds of doctors and nurses who flew to New York to help out finally went home this week, so a bunch of NYPD officers lined up and gave them a round of applause as they left. That's cool.
2: Cool, very cool.
1: Yeah, so that's uh, those are your good news stories from the coronavirus outbreak that's happening. Man. Yeah. Aaron yeah. Martinez says it hurts you back to lay on his stomach like you are Dex.
3: Well, that's not my problem. It doesn't hurt me.
1: That's because Dex has the body of a fourteen-year-old girl, ladies and gentlemen.
3: You know what? I probably do. It's very uh, strong and limber.
1: You tweet and you talk like one too, <laughs> Butcher. I, I, I can't. I can't look at you like doing that.
3: <laughs> I'm super comfortable right now. Damn it, I had a question. Oh, I wanted to, you know, before we go, I really wanted to. If anybody's on here right now that is out there in the front lines, if you will, you know, at the grocery stores, your first first responder, just want to say uh, thank you um, for, you know, delivery drivers, UPS. You're welcome. You mean
1: essential people.
3: Essential people. Yeah, I just want to. I want to shout them out because.
1: Well, you're welcome.
3: What? What you? Yeah. What are you doing? Real How estate. are you? What? Real
1: yeah, Central. we're essential.
3: That shouldn't be essential. I don't know about what that. Nobody needs- should be buying a home right now.
1: What about what about traveling nurses and doctors? They oh yeah, places.
3: absolutely. Oh okay. So then you know what? They don't need to buy a home. They just need to rent a home. You can help yeah. with that.
1: They're buying stuff. Somebody says we need to get you a princess phone.
2: <laughs> I'd appreciate that. Yeah. yeah. Nice. A little crown that you can wear. And- yeah. Yeah. You know, like- all right. Seriously. So- on a serious note, I thought, you know, 60 law enforcement officers across the country have died from coronavirus, man. And so it's just, a, yeah, I, it's, it's real, man. I don't care what anybody says. It's real. And it's, yeah. serious. and, uh, you know, I, I just hope we, whatever we do, we'll get through it. Cause you know, we will, I mean, we are the United States of America. We'll, we'll beat it. Um, and it sucks for a lot of people. I get it. Um cabin fever is real, but, uh, I just think we got to do a little bit more and we'll be okay.
3: Yeah. 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 Eat healthy. You know, the take vitamins, you know, the get the vitamin C packets, you know, I've been, I've been downing those vitamin C packets, you know, like that's, that's a big part of fighting this virus off too. You know, it's being healthy. You know, if you're overweight, lose some weight, go for some walks away from people, you know, Well, you got to judge. Uh, yeah. Well, like, just, uh, I mean, I'm not judging you. I mean maybe maybe I am, but just saying. Yeah. Do some squats in your room or something.
1: Okay. Right, Buck? Yeah, we'll know. do some squats in the basement. We'll come down to the uh to the quarantine the, room. To the quarantine basement. We'll do some squats. I like just it. for you.
2: Can we bring in blue now?
1: Yeah, we can bring in blue in there now. Let him go uh lick his toes.
3: No. He's out of control. You need to do something with you, need, you really need to do something with Blue. He's going to bite my feet off.
2: And he's doing what he's supposed to. <laughs>
3: That's
2: yeah. true. So,
1: Darren, when are you back on the air again? Monday. Monday?
2: Just a week. Yeah, back on a Monday, and uh, we'll uh, we'll have you guys on. Got to have you on.
1: Okay, cool.
3: yeah. We so we'll, we'll do it, we do it awesome. social distancing. I don't know if we need
1: to bring him, though, because he's been out of the state. So I'm in
3: quarantine right now. Just to let you know, I'm in quarantine. All right? For two weeks. Go ahead. And... Okay.
1: There we go. He's now officially quarantined. He's gone. Yeah. He's First gone. Uh, if people need to contact you guys or somebody at your store about some cannabis-related medicine or whatever, what do they need to do? Just go to the website.
2: Yeah, it's the best way. The uh, www.purelifenm.com. And remember, there's no R after the, there's no E after the R. It's P-U-R – L-I-F-E-N-M.com. All
1: right. Very cool.
2: Remember, right. if you are a card holder, and if you're right now, your card is expired uh, and has expired in the last month or so, uh, your card is good until June the 15th. And I anticipate that um, it will probably be extended a little longer than that. Nice.
0: Okay.
1: Awesome. Well, Darren, Thanks, thank you. Darren. you. Oh, um, this, we appreciate it always appreciate it.
2: I want to thank you guys for being on when I did the morning show uh, a couple of weeks ago. That was a lot of fun. Four and a half hours is a long time to do. And you guys are old pros, man. I mean, it was like, you just got right in there and it was like having the old uh, Buck and Deck show back on KKOB, of course, but it was a lot of fun. and uh, You do a good
3: job, man. You really do. I enjoy listening to you. Thanks, guys.
1: Will you do me a favor? Next time we do this, can you ask your roommate to maybe put some powder on your head? Because it's really shiny. <laughs>
3: yeah.
1: See,
2: we're all having air, air. Maybe a little makeup?
1: Yeah, a little just makeup? a little powder in there. You got a little shine. A little shine? You're, you're blinding the listeners. The, yeah, the you know,
3: I'm usually insecure about my bald head. But you know what? Screw it. Who cares? See, it's the end times, right? We're all going to die. Hey,
1: let's do something where we make a bet where you have to grow a skulllet will you do that no why not get out of here come on grow get a skull
3: dex no. i'm serious stop kicking your feet i'm That's actually disturbing. working out right now
2: i want you to go back and watch that we're rid- disturbing
1: we're just gonna get rid of them all right hey darren thanks so much for hopping on man we'll uh we'll talk to you soon Thanks, guys. All right, people. I'm going to leave you with this.
0: Couch, couch, stay.